We're recording now? Yeah. Oh, my God. We're recording in the same room together for the first time in, what, three weeks? Three weeks, yeah. Three weeks. Um, so, welcome back to You Watch, I Listen. This is the first official episode of, of 2021. 2021. Um, there was an episode last week that just got lost in the annals of history, Josh. Well, who? one day, the, the that episode will see the light of day. Just randomly, like on a Thursday, not a Thursday, because that's when we post episodes. <laughs> on like a Monday, just be like, here, and no promotion, you just post it, but we're back. Uh, life is good. Taylor, right. how are you? I'm uh, I'm fine. I'm tired, and I want to go home. Well, that's not nice. We just started this. No, no, no. It has nothing to do with being... Well, that's part of it, but like... Sounds like you lost... You lost oh. football pick pool against Dan, man, and Josh I did. for the second year in a row. Oh, I did. Taylor, what's going what on? Stating the obvious. That you're a Broncos fan, so that is awesome. Monty Ball. I am. I appreciate it, man. Awesome, go Broncos, of course. But what's That's going right. on in this football pool? It's a bad year. Uh, don't think you got it. I don't think you got it. I think you might have to start thinking about playing something. Yeah, you know what, Monty? Same goes to you, dude. Pools, uh, what have you? He was good. Um, it just sounds like, man, that uh, sounds like you suck ass. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Sounds like you just suck ass at it. Uh, never forget. Here you go, Taylor. Never forget. It's the best way to pronounce it. Never, I know. Never forget. Poo. poo Rose. Poo Rose. That's what I'm going to say. Poo Rose. Nose, man. Poo Rose. Nose. Poo Rose. Nose. Poo Rose. Nose right in the second place. Don't suck ass. Better than third. It's fine. At least I get a speech. Get it together, Taylor. Get it together for me and for the Broncos. Let's do this. All right. Monte Ball out. Wouldn't it be good if he got it together for the Broncos? <laughs> we were all hoping. You know what? The only thing was disappointing. I, I, I very much appreciate it because I was not expecting it at all. No, I. But I, I will tell you, you, you've spent twenty dollars way worse. Oh, certainly recently, <laughs> um, as of today. Yeah, probably. Uh, there's just Josh did when he went to Wendy's. Twenty dollars at Wendy's, Josh. Uh, 18 bucks. <laughs> 20. Let's round up. There you go. Um, I was debating between another Broncos player. Who was it? If you um, it was only $10 more for Jake Butt. <laughs> but that, that that probably would have made me pretty mad. It, it would have been. I, I The only thing I'm disappointed with Monty is that I asked, actually put there, um, please say your butt sucks. But he just said, you suck ass, dude. That's which, fine. Which still works. I thought that was fun. But um, Josh, how are you? Besides working like 13 hour days. I'm okay, I guess. You sound suicidal. Uh, um, Depressed? I just want to go home, man. Repressed? What are you going to do when you get home? Nothing. What, but you're going to do something. I'm probably going to play my guitar. <laughs> there you go. See, so you're going to do something. You're going to be productive. You get teardrops on your guitar, dude. We were supposed to have Justin here today, but um, he's supporting the network, so he's very, very busy. Um, but anyway, fuck Justin. Yeah, he'll be working for the uh, long haul tonight. Yeah, he is in for the long haul. Um, Legit but, uh, long haul, dude. Started like 8 this morning. We're back. I'm excited to be doing this for the first time in a few weeks. Um... And yeah, what do, I don't, you know what? We have to learn how to do the show again. I know it's weird. Like, well, also we we didn't do like the normal thing, so we're just kind of bullshitting. I said, "Fuck the music today." We're starting a little bit later. It's fine. Uh, it is January nineteenth. Um, it is uh, the eve of the inauguration, so everyone is in a great mood. Uh, I am in a great mood. I'm in a, I'm in a very good mood. To be honest with you, whether or not the candidate I voted for or or or, don't, or didn't vote for wins, I always watch the inauguration. Yeah, it's, it's, always, it's, it's always a big it's, it's always a big deal to me. Yeah, it's dude, it's a president. I mean, there's only been four. This is President forty six. Yeah. So there's only been forty six of them. So of course I watch. I try to watch every single time, no matter how I feel. Um, there's just some added. Um, Weird. Weird. Yeah, weird. Yeah, weird. 25,000 troops in D.C., weird. 
<laughs> Jesus. Uh, but anyway, there's some cool shit going on. We got a lot to talk about between the last three weeks. Um, should we just jump right into reviews? I uh, would. Okay, so you want me to go first? Yes, because I uh, three weeks of waiting to hear you talk about Austrian Death Machine. All right, so you gave me Austrian Death Machine. Total brutal. Now Followed this by sometimes brutal and most brutal. Um, triple brutal. Yeah. Triple brutal. Most brutal. Um, so this album is a metal band that is an Arnold Schwarzenegger tribute band. Yeah, big um, nice. The this the songs are mostly based on uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. They use quotes from movies. The lyrics are based on the movies. There are skits in the middle that are really funny. And when I started ranking this album, I started out with um, like number my regular number system, and eventually it divulged mm-hmm. into something completely. Completely different. So um, I love this. I loved every second of it. I loved all the seconds I listened to it, which was a lot of seconds. <laughs> I listened to it a lot. So the first thing is the intro, Hotel, Hello California, which is very funny. Hotel uh, California? Imagine, uh, hotel, yeah. imagine like, their version. Take me to the Hotel California. <laughs> um, the next one was Get to the Chopper. Um, and my first thing I wrote was, uh, this rules so hard, I'm so happy. I gave that a five. Nice. Next one was um, a Rubber Baby, Rubber Baby Buggy Bumpers. It's a last action hero song. Of course, it's a five. My least favorite. Actually, wrote by him. It's though. a last action hero song, dude. Um, all the songs sound the same. Was a really funny skit. Um, I am a cybernetic organism living under metal ectos endoskeleton. Five. Exoskeleton. It's, it's a fucking Terminator song. Yeah. It's endo. Endo. Endoskeleton. Um, More you know. Come with me if you want to live. Five. Another T two song, dude. I'm going to read you exactly what I wrote. Okay. The skit, what's it like to be a singer at band practice, was very, very funny. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like the whole band is like tuning up and getting tight. And he's like, shut oh, up. Uh, shut up. I'm ready for my song. <laughs> yeah. um, the next one, who is your daddy and what does he do? Kindergarten cop song, dude. You have just been erased. Eraser song, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Brutal song idea. Great I- great song idea. Uh, but that was a skit. I actually like that one. Uh, here's sub Sub-Zero, now Plane Zero. Running Man, dude. So far, so good. Let's talk about it. Um, I died at that skit when he said, that band, as I lay crying, they <laughs> sing. He's like, oh, that, that's my band. Well, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> um, screw you, Benny. Total Recall, dude. Why? Another skit. Very funny. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Predator, dude. It's not a tumor. Kindergarten Cop again, dude, and the not so hidden track. Uh, the music on the album is really good, yes. but it's so fucking funny. And as someone that loves every single Arnold movie in there, it was exactly what I wanted. I could f- see the movies playing out in my mind as I'm listening to it. Um, the Predator ones were my favorite because they even the one they even broke into the Arnold scream when he's like, ah, get through the chopper, yeah, get through the chopper. Um, this one's a five. I fucking loved it. I had so much fun listening to it. It's so stupid, but it is so much fun musically. It's amazing. Amazing. Uh, again, it's just funny. It's just fun. It's a, is goo- what it it's is. a goof off fucking album. And it's so much fun. So it's even funnier. The, my favorite song that Austrian Death Machine ever did that was Arnold's was actually it's on the the second one, Double Brutal, and, it, and the, the entire chorus is I need your clothes. <laughs> your, whatever he said, your motorcycle. Yeah. Your clothes. Uh, what does he say? Your clothes, your boots, your motorcycle. Yeah, but that's the whole chorus. It's him just screaming. <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, uh, I I. I I was did surprised at how it, much Josh? I liked it when I listened to it for the first time. Did you listen to it? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, did you love it? I did. It was, it was so worth every, it. You needed every second of it. If you're it. an Arnold fan at all, you need to listen to it. And if you don't like Arnold, I don't want to know you. Fair enough. Golden. All right. So 
you gave me the mini the mockumentary called uh, Death to Twenty Twenty. Yeah, and I hadn't seen it yet either, so we were both going in blind on this one. Yeah, so I watched I watched it about I watched it like two or three times, and it's 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 comedy gold. It's so funny while going over just tumult, like awful things that happened. And in like, 2020. you forgot about a lot of like it's not like you forgot like, about coronavirus well, and the Trump thing, being well, president. The, th- the thing I forgot really was like when Aust- Australia was on fire. <laughs> yeah, that was the beginning of the year. That was like January. Yeah, uh, but there's a lot of shit that happens and you know like, like you get the real division in the country sure and it's uh there's a bunch of actors like hugh grant samuel L. jackson uh hassan minaj yep. i think is in it uh, uh well the kid no the guy from um uh, big sick uh his name's like uh kumanji kumanji <laughs> it's something weird i don't think his name that's not hassan minaj oh no you're right you're right you're right it's some i forget the guy's name but he plays like the tech yeah. mogul or whatever yeah, he's yeah he was in big sick and he was in silicon valley yeah yeah very so, funny guy. um the way these guys narrate the story is very funny. And, and it was Lawrence Fishburne doing commentary. Right. <laughs> so the, uh, what, there was one of them where they were talking about like the coronavirus happening in China and how people in the West didn't care about it. But as the, as the, as the map slowly turned into a disease color, ruining a perfectly good atlas, people in the United States didn't give a no, shit. No, they didn't care. So... Every time you'll have talking heads with these uh, with these actors that are playing like like these fake professors, historian Samuel buffs, Jackson, all these people. Yeah. So I wrote one section down word for word, and I need to read it because okay. it encapsulates the entire thing. Perfect. It's, it's from Hugh Grant, who's the historian. <laughs> all of this division on a mass uh, uh, all all of this division on a massive conflict was tearing humankind asunder at the worst possible time because uh, because of course. At the very moment we were uh, preoccupied with fighting each other, the coronavirus was steadily bearing down upon all of us. Now, those who have closely studied the history books, such as myself, (laughs) knew this was strongly reminiscent of the time the White Walkers led their (laughs) army of the dead towards towards the warring factions of Westeros. Guy off camera. So, like Game of Thrones? No. I'm talking about history. That basically sums up that entire thing, because like it, Hugh Grant, it's, it's, I usually it's ma- hate Hugh Grant, but in this he was so fucking funny. It's making fun of um, the crazy people on the left, the crazy people on the right. Crazy it, people. It, it does a good does a good job of really just staying down the middle and making fun of everyone equally. The, the part that I loved with Hugh Grant was when um, he was talking about how everyone's calling him a racist because he doesn't want to erase uh, get rid of history, and he's just naming all these people, my children. My wife, my brother, he's like, you can't erase history because they're showing the statues getting destroyed right. and everything. My favorite character in it was, um, what's her name, the, um, from uh, Palm Springs and How I Met Your Mother, playing the Karen. Oh, the Karen, like like, like reading like the QAnon oh stuff my God. and like reading about the deep state. I, and she's like, I'm not racist. And then she's, she's the, the black guy holding the mic. Is he with you? Yeah. She was she was like so many people that Josh and I graduated high school with, and we see them posted on Facebook where they they go into the conspiracy theories. And even Lisa Kudrow was funny in it, how she was almost like um, I never said that. I never said that. I, I, never, I said it on I said it on Joe Rogan. Yeah, and it's like so clearly I, obvious. I never I never supported President Trump at the end. <laughs> they pulled off something like even when they went into like Parasite winning Best Picture and shit like that. In just an hour and ten minutes is how long it is. It encompassed so much. Oh, wow. I, I was so entertained by how ridiculous this was. There was there was another part, and I forget the guy's name. It was the guy who was in... Um, 
He was like uh, T'Challa's uh, uh, fucking adversary in the in the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was like in the other faction. Yep. yep. Before he, was, he had to go kill. M yeah, Wolf. he was in us. Also, he was. Yeah. yeah. So he was like the doctor, <laughs> and every time he's trying to like scientifically explain coronavirus, they just they put like silly graphics up, and in the middle of it, he's like, wait, 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 like, what are you like doing? Trying to make it interesting. <laughs> um, I also liked uh, Steve from um, Stranger Things. Oh, when he yeah. was talking about like I'm not racist at all. I'm against racism, and he's doing it all for like TikTok and so Instagram. It's like so naturally, when I saw all this stuff happening, you know, I, I I videotaped myself going to a black neighborhood and saying I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you, and it's like right. you've been doing. It's two in the morning. Yeah, shut the they, fuck up. They they pulled off uh, in such a short window, showing how ridiculous the the most extremes on all sides of the spectrum were over this last year, and. You know what? What's crazy is, like I said, I said when the, the episode that disappeared, 2020 has gone into extra innings apparently because we're still going. Um, but uh, I I watched it like two or three times too. I fucking loved it. There was um, Leslie Jones was very funny. I usually in this. don't like her, she and I thought she was hilarious, amazing in this. Like like being like the psychologist writing books is like what the fuck is wrong with yeah, us and shit. And she she was talking about like it, and she said it perfectly. He's like, you got these crazy woke motherfuckers on the right canceling people if you take a shit. Uh, you take a shit at the wrong time of the day then you got these right then you got these crazy motherfuckers on the right saying you know Hitler might be right after all <laughs> yeah and it's just, it, but it's getting to a point where and she made a great point in the middle of comedy she goes it's getting to a point where you pick you, you pick a fucking team and you hunker down yeah and it, it, it's fucked up because that's what it's coming no, to there were definitely some moments of levity in it um that were you're kind of like oh yeah and I, I like I said I usually don't like her at all but I thought she was very funny in that the she writing was, was very very good she was fucking hilarious yeah, she, some of the stuff she was saying <laughs> It's just like I genuinely hate people. Yeah. So when quarantine happened, I was a pig and shit. No, I, I, she said that and I was like, yeah. Yeah, dude. I, was like, I, yeah, dude, I feel I you. I agree. Introverts yeah. unite. Yeah. I, I was like, this is my time. Yeah. I said to the landlord the other day, I was like, don't you miss like the beginning of quarantine when we didn't have to see anyone? She's like, not really. I was like, me either. <laughs> the only thing I miss about the beginning of quarantine was nobody on the road. Yeah, that was... Although I'm seeing in the morning on my way and my way back from work less cars than I did less like even three months ago. Yeah, less. I'm seeing like like 46, Route 46 is known for having significant traffic even in yeah. the middle of a pandemic. And the, and now it's Dude, wide I get, open. I get to and from my office in like 35 minutes. Which is wild. From yeah. here to Fairfield, yeah, it's wild. It's, it's, it's crazy. So anyway, to give it a grade, it's a 10. Cool. It's comedy cool. gold. The couple times they said that Joe Biden was just as old as the country itself <laughs> was fucking hilarious. Dude. Because like... The, they the, took Shots at everyone. I appreciate that. The, the the comedy lines, it's so brilliantly written, and the timing is what really makes things that funny. Yeah, for sure. You know? And, uh, yeah, it, dude, it gets a 10. It's cool. fucking great. All right. So, picks for this week. Um, I'm having a hard time. I talked about last week on, sounds the, like a you problem. on the episode that disappeared, because I said I was considering giving both of you a movie for my birthday, because it's going to be like my gift to you, but really it's a gift for me that you would watch it. Okay. Um, but I saw two movies this weekend that um, I, I, I really liked, and I actually had to make an adjustment to my top 10 of the year list, which we're going to go over, because one of them made it into my top five, actually. Okay. So I can either give you the one that um, it was my favorite horror movie of 2020. No, just pick the other one. Or, okay, so there's two of these movies, okay? One of them is based on a true story. The other one is a fictitious made-up story. It's just not, it's, as long as it's not horror. Okay, we're going to get that horror movie at some point, but That's I'll fine. hold off this week. Um, so I'm sure, I don't know, should I give you the one that's in my top five? Sure. All right, so I saw this movie on Friday night. Um, it is called Promising Young Woman. 
Okay. Um, it's starring Carrie Mulligan. Uh, she plays a girl who um, she. It starts out she goes out to like a bar and she's or she's at a bar and a couple guys are talking. They see and she's completely shit faced, like has to be carried out. And you discover that what she does is she tries to find these guys that are going to take advantage of girls that can't even pick their head up, and then she basically calls them on their shit and does some shit to them. Right. The movie takes some wild turns. The cast in this movie is crazy. I was beyond impressed with Bo Burnham as a serious actor in this movie. Okay. But it is very funny at times. It gets really dark at times. Uh, she has a motive for why she's doing this to guys, which gets revealed. Uh, it's a the one the person that directed it, it's only their first feature-length film. It's gonna get a ton of award nominations. The last, like I'll say 20 minutes of this movie. I was bugging out because I didn't know where it was going to go. Um, I really, really liked this movie. I thought the score was cool. Um, they do a really cool like symphony remix of a very popular pop song. Um, so my pick for you this week is Promising Young Woman. Promising. There's a lot of people in this. Alfred Molina, who's Doc Ock, is in it. Okay. Um, who else? Molly Shannon's in it. Um, the guy from Starship Troopers I kept sending you the picture of. Yeah, fucking Zim. Zim <laughs> got the bug, Zim, dude. Yeah. He's in it. Uh, Stifler's mom is in it. Fuck yeah. So, uh, yeah, my pick for you this week is Promising Young Woman. All right, cool. Uh, for my pick this week, I have... It's a it's an older band. That came, it came out in, like, 2004. Um, the lead singer of this band, his name is Daryl Palumbo, and he was a, he's the original lead singer. Well, he still is the lead singer. They just haven't toured in a very long time. Is uh, the guy from Glassdraw. So okay, hell yeah, hell yeah. So, you know how Glassdraw was like kind of like hardcore-ish, head metal-ish? Like I saw Glassdraw when I was in eighth grade. Right. They've been around a long Fuck time. Fuck yeah. So everybody, when Daryl Palumbo made this side project, everyone wanted it to be kind of the same thing, like Glassdraw. And he's like, fuck that. I'm going completely different. He's changing it up. And he came up with the with the band named uh, Head Automatica. I've heard of Head. I actually heard them. And, so. and uh, the album is called uh, Propaganda. This album is so different thing from Glassdraw, and it's so much fun. Um, it really shows his range as a vocalist because, you know, Glassdraw was kind of one-dimensional. Yeah, for sure. While it was very... I don't, I don't want to say use the word revolutionary. While it was very influential to a lot of bands that came after them, yeah, and you know a lot of these r harder harder bands would cite Glassdraw as, in, as uh, inspirations. Yep, Head Automatica goes the complete opposite direction. Okay, and it. It blows my mind how this didn't get bigger. I'm trying. I definitely am thinking of a song. I don't remember. Graduation what, day. I don't remember how it goes, but I, that's probably graduation it. day. Good graduation. That's not ringing day. a bell. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I'm telling you, that's so, I hear it, maybe. That's the big song okay. from them. Um, that's that's the first track on this. Um, but this is really it, it's so different, and it's I'm so happy that Daryl did this because everyone wanted to paint him into a corner, and he said fuck that, and he went okay. and did something completely different. Cool. So yeah, Head Automatica pro, uh, Propaganda. It's one of my favorite albums of a very like in the, like the last 20 years because it's so different. Cool. Hell yeah. All right. So have you watched anything that comes to the top of your head over the last three weeks? Besides yes. that, I watched the Trial of Chicago Seven. Hell yeah! Again, I love that movie. Um, what else did I watch? I watched a lot of Hell's Kitchen. Okay, Hell's Kitchen rules. <laughs> I, I never watch. I, I don't think I've ever watched a full episode of that, but I've watched a lot of clips. Well, you, well, you get to the best parts, right? Yeah. Of him just yelling. It's I like, don't, I, you're I, cooking I, in a fucking burnt you know, pan, you I, dick. I've learned that I don't. Where's the lamb sauce? I can watch those clips of him yelling at people. I don't like cooking shows, but I like people getting yelled at on cooking shows. Dude, Gordon Ramsay is so. Savage. Oh, he so doesn't fucking give. He doesn't dude. give. And then sometimes you see him, and he's like the nicest guy in the world. But when it comes to like the industry of restaurants, uh, 
Don't fuck with him, dude. It's amazing. It's some. It's some of the. Fu- it's some of the best comedy you'll ever see. Hell him yeah. Just like screaming at people. Like this one. This one uh, season I'm watching. You got this fat fucking guy named Raj. Okay. He just sucks. Like <laughs> he gets everything wrong. Goes on the fish station, burns it, burns seventy five fucking portions of sea bass. How do you do that? One quarter portion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's yelling at him, and he's like, he's like, uh, he's like Gordon. He calls him Gordon, not Chef. He goes, Gordon. I don't know what that. Hey, you, come here, you. You fat fuck, get out of my fucking kitchen. Like, just doesn't pull any punches. Just calls him a fat fuck Good. Right to his face. And he goes, you you go out there and you tell the diners you burn all the fucking where, sea where, bass. Where is that streaming that you're watching it? Hulu. It's on Hulu? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever... I, I, every, you like, should. Even I, though reality I, TV is reality TV, it's just Gordon Ramsay is very good at it. I don't it. have the patience for all the people besides Gordon Ramsay. I actually like the one more... Um, Kitchen nightmares when he goes to people's restaurants to ask for help, and then they're assholes to him. And he's like, he, they bring out their what they think their best dishes, and he's just eating it. He's like, <laughs> dude, he's so gross. I can watch those clips for hours because I love watching people's hopes and dreams come crashing down. Have you ever more seen than anything in the world? I'm sure you've seen Amy's Baking Company. I have no idea what that you, is. Okay, so Amy's Baking Company was it was on Kitchen Nightmares. It's one of the most because inf- it's the only time oh, he ever oh, walked oh, out and didn't yes, do a yes, thing. Yes, yes, yes. I didn't. I thought you were talking about a show. I, Dude, I they know talked about. Oh, a, man. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. This lady is legit out of her mind, and like her crazy Pakistani yeah. fucking husband is like, like it, that was like one where I was like, these people might be dangerous, dude. Like, the, like the people waited two hours for a pizza that was undercooked and sucked. So the guy's like, I'm not eating this. And now the guy Sammy, her husband, gets in their face, and he's like trying to hit him. And yeah, he's he, like, he fuck you, you fucking pay, or I call the fucking if, cops. Well, if people complain about the food, the guy, the husband would. A- Challenge them to a fight, and then they would kick them out if they complained about like if their and food was undercooked. Then he would try to make them pay. Yeah, then try to make him pay. Like this isn't what I ordered. Oh yes, it is. And, um, and, and he's like, the best part is when he goes. Like the guy's like, you know, I really didn't like it. Like it's not that good. And the guy's like, well, it's not my fault that you don't know what you like. <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. It's <laughs> fucking comedy gold. I, it's it's free on YouTube. Just look up Amy's Baking Company, and the second you just look at a picture of this woman, she looks she like a legit problem. Is cr- crazy eyes. Yeah. You can just tell, dude. It's wild. But yeah, I have Kitchen Nightmares, all that shit. I love it to death, dude. It's fucking cool. great. Have you watched anything, Josh? Not really. No, not really. No. Um, Playing anything on PS5 or what? No. No? Just guitar. What are you doing? Guitar and skin flute. That's cool. Um, I finished. But I'm saying you're playing Destiny 2 now, right? Kind of? I haven't played in like two weeks. Why, why even? Then why even get the console at launch then? Why? Because, dude, I, I wanted expect it. to be as busy as I was going to be over the last couple of weeks. There's no real games out anyway, yeah. to be fair. No, Destiny 2 is wild. On PS5? It's fucking great. Yeah, they they did a full update for oh, PS5. Oh, no shit. It's fucking yeah. great. Um, I did finish Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I'm fully caught up on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. How, how nice was that at like, the, the, se- the season 7 finale? When she has the baby? Yeah, yeah I liked nice. it. I, I thought it was really good. Um, I, I, I laughed pretty hard. I liked the show a lot. I'm going to get the landlord on it shortly. Um, the, one I, the other movie I thought about giving you that I just watched, um, it came out on Prime on Friday that I, um, like I said, just watched it this weekend. Uh, it's called One Night in Miami. I, I saw a preview for it on Sunday. It was really, really good. And it's a really interesting con. It's based on a stage play. Um, and it literally, it's about after the night that Muhammad Ali beat Sonny Liston, or when he was still Cassius Clay, beat Sonny Liston for the heavyweight title of the world, um, that Muhammad Ali... Jim Brown, Malcolm X, and Sam Cooke, who sang uh, "What a Wonderful World" yes. and uh, uh, "Times Gonna or, um, Changes a Coming," them being in a room and discussing the impact that they have on the social causes and advancing um, black men in America, and Mal- um, Cassius Clay going to the Nation of Islam, and it's just in one room, more or less, besides a couple things, them arguing. Um, 
the guy that played um, the Elizabeth Moss's friend in Invisible Man okay. uh, plays Jim Brown. All right. The guy that plays Muhammad Ali hits it on the fucking head. Really? Oh, dude, he hits it on the fucking head. Uh, it was a really, really well done movie. It's very, it's all dialogue. It actually kind of reminded me a little bit of Twelve Angry Men because it was just a bunch of guys in a room arguing with each other. Right. But it goes into the origins of um, uh, Changes of Coming, how it was inspired by Blowing in the Wind by Bob Dylan. Yeah. Uh, the guy that played Malcolm X was amazing as well. Really, really good movie. You felt like you were listening to a conversation between these four like incredibly historic Icons. figures. And I was like, I was because the landlord didn't know a lot about like Malcolm X because he's kind of like washed from our history books unless Which you read into it. Stupid, yeah. Um, and I was explaining like he was a radical, and then he kind of mellowed out, and then the Nation of Islam killed him. <laughs> That's pretty much what happened. They don't officially know if they he killed they killed him, but it's likely. Dude got shot in front of a crowded room. Yeah, speaking by two people, never found him. Right. Which is crazy. Um, and there, there was definitely... A, I finished another Star Wars watch through because I'm an asshole. Um, watched uh, Pineapple Express with uh, the landlord. We need something dumb to watch, and I can laugh at that any single fucking time I watch it. Every time. Every time there's parts... That, just the beginning with Bill Hader. The... He's just like item nine. Fuck you. Fuck you, yeah. <laughs> Why are we in a square? Yeah. Item 9 exists. Item 9. <laughs> Illegal! Everybody's doing... It's just Bill Hader in the beginning fucking kills me every time. This is the shit. This is the shit. I just, I love the end with uh, Danny McBride. You got fucked up by Dave Wulano's <laughs> Dude, motherfucker. And then he shoots the foot off. Shoots his foot, yeah. That's one of the funny, da- Danny McBride, he's like, you see, I shave my armpits. Why does that matter? Makes me aerodynamic when I fight. <laughs> I love, he's like, oh. What did he say? He's like, I'm, I'm cooking. I'm, uh, I'm cooking. A, I'm baking a cake for my cat. He goes. He's like, well, he, well, where's the cat? Well, he's dead. You know, hopefully he's in kitty heaven. Like, he's a little fucker. He could have went to hell. He was too. a little fucker. The way he says it. <laughs> you ruined my portable phone when it's in the toilet. That I, one. The funniest part of that whole movie is the, is so stupid. Is when the uh, red. I don't forget. Someone takes him somewhere and they're just riding in the back of a boat. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like James Franco is just hair in the it wind. It was when they come. They leave the woods. Done with the woods. Let's go. And then they're just literally in the back of a boat. But that one kills uh, me every time. Fucking talk radio. Fucking Car talk. committed suicide, man. I finished watching Curb Your Enthusiasm again, um, which will never stop being fucking funny. Some of those fucking lines when he goes to fight the skinhead. Dude, like, when you sent me that, <laughs> that was one of the funniest fucking things, man. He goes, you want to fucking go? Because in that episode, before that happened, a skinhead actually called him like a fucking Jew or something. Sure. And then he saw the, a bald guy walk in. He's like, come on, you fucking skinhead. <laughs> he's going through chemotherapy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so goddamn funny. I love that. Um, but anyway, let's get into some stuff. You want to do some top 10? Yeah, let's All right. do top 10. What, what do you want to do? Do you want to do... Um, we'll do one and one. Yeah, you start at 10. I'll start. Mm-hmm. I'll go at 10. Did you put anything together, Josh? No. And then we'll do Dan trivia after. Yeah. Do you have the music ready for that? Do you want to prepare while we... Uh... I got music ready for Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, good. Let's see. All right, All right, so I'll go first. So I actually have 11 because okay. I didn't feel I right. did. I did an honorable mention list. Yeah. All right. So uh, number 11, this is uh, best albums of 2020, by the way, the albums of the year. So I'm going from least to, well, they're still great. From least best. Yeah. So (laughs) at number 11, it should be 10, but number 11, it felt hard to leave it out, is uh, the band Sea Haven and their album Halo of Hurt. Uh, For people that like brand new, 
there's a new band in town, and there's far less uh, controversy around them. You mean and pedophilia? And they're actually better. Okay. Um, but yeah, Halo for at Sea Haven. This is actually a recommendation from one Mr. Ken Boyle, who okay. told me about it on Twitter. He goes, uh, I think, he goes, I think you would like this. And I listened to it that day, and it's fucking phenomenal. All right, so I'll just read my honorable mentions quick. Uh, the new Pixar movie, Soul, was fantastic, by the way. Everybody says. Um, I gotta see it. One of the best ones I've seen. Uh, King of Staten Island, Palm Springs, Invisible Man, Class Action Park, and American Pickle. Capone, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Devil All the Time, Bill and Ted Face the Music, Relic, and One Night in Miami are my honorable mentions. Okay. So my number 10 is Tenant. Uh, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Tenant's Fuck, at the bottom of that list. It, yeah. it's, I fucking love Tenant. It was great. Uh, but, you know, not a lot of action movies this year, but it was one of the best. Uh, so Tenant is my number 10 movie of 2020. All right, perfect. So for my number 10, getting the real top 10 now, is uh, the band The Acacia Strain and their new album Slow Decay. Uh, they're known for being brutal, for being super heavy. This is more of the same, but it's just it's we haven't heard a good a, a really good Acacia Strain album in quite some time. The last one I heard that was great, I think it was 2014, was Coma Witch. Um, not saying that they've declined in any you know any stretch of the imagination, but this was something I just listened to it and I'm like. Yeah, they're back. Cool. It's always good awesome. when it's a band that you think fell off, and then you hear it, and you're like, all right, we're back. Yeah, but it's also the same thing. Like, true fans of the Acacia Strain would sit there and tell you, they never left. And it's yeah. like, I, I know they didn't. It's just sometimes bands get stale, and this is this album just drew me back in. Cool. Uh, my number nine movie of the year is uh, Borat. I fucking loved Borat. I laughed my fucking ass off. It's the only actual comedy that made my list, like straight-up comedy. Yeah. Um, it, it's been hilarious. I've watched it three times now, and I laugh my ass off every time. It didn't lose anything on shock value watching it again it's a fantastic fucking comedy sasha baron cohen rules what can you say there's not yeah i mean I, I again even in serious roles with trial chicago yep. seven he's yep. fucking incredible when he takes a stand is that no, i think i think it's going to win him a best supporting actor it really should dude. it's going to get incredible. him a nomination at the bare minimum he has some of the best dialogue in that whole yep. movie all right so number nine is uh the old favorites newfound glory their album forever and ever times infinity um Again, there's one thing that makes Newfound Glory so good is that they don't deviate from what got them here. They've been around for so long. They and stick I know to what they know. A lot of people will sit there and say, like, oh, well, they only like them because they've been around forever. That's part of the reason. Okay, that, like, that's a bad thing to say, that they were able to stay this good this long. But they, they've been around this long for a particular reason, and the reason is because they know what they're good at, and they put out they consistently stick to it. good. They, don't, they do not have a bad album in almost 20 years as it's a band. It's hard to do. Right. All right, my number eight. Uh, you had it near the top of your um, best movies in a hundred episodes of You Watch, I Listen. My number eight is The Lodge. Yeah, folks. Um, I fucking love The Lodge. It was one of those ones when I first watched it to pull me in 15 minutes in with a shocking moment with Alicia Silverstone blowing her fucking head off yeah. uh, and then just unravel and you think it's this like paranormal thing and you find out she's being gaslit the whole time. Acting is great. Uh, just a cool concept. Well-made movie. The Lodge is my number eight movie of 2020. Fuck yeah. All right, yeah, that's legit. My fi that's my favorite movie I've gotten here, man. I I can't get over how much I love. Well, no, that. Trial of Chicago Seven is your favorite that you've gotten here. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like as far as movies, okay. It's actually funny. I mean, Trial of Chicago Seven. Now that I think about it, like I it should be on that list somewhere, but it is what it is. I yeah, can't, I can't it's, deviate. Yeah, it's too late. Uh, number eight, you've gone too far. Yeah. Uh, number eight is uh, the new album from a band you just got within the last couple. Well, the last couple shows. We haven't been here three weeks. Uh, the band Movements. Their out. Their new album. Nothing good left to give. Uh, as good as. The Daylily album was. I, I, I Daylily was fucking great. As much as good as that is, this this just expounds more on that. It's more, um, 
what the fuck? It's like it's got a more indie feel and even a more hardcore feel than the first album. It's just it's them expanding even more because this is only their second full length. Um, they're a relatively newer band, so they have a, a very bright future ahead of them. And this cool. album is not falls nothing short of the mark. Cool. My number seven is the the horror movie I almost gave you, uh, The Dark and the Wicked. Uh, it's rare when I see a horror movie and I sit there like. I when I like a horror movie, I fucking laugh at how like insane it's getting, and it especially helps if I'm watching it with someone that is unnerved by what they're watching, like the landlord was by this movie. She looked outside the window for like 20 minutes in the middle of the movie because she was so uneasy with what was and un- uncomfortable with what's happening. Very atmospheric, uh, a big like. Uh, almost like hereditary kind of feel just in the sense of dread and incoming doom doesn't do a lot of like real gory shit there's not a ton of jump scares they're kind of just fit in there it's just a very uncomfortable movie throughout ambiguous type it. ending uh the acting is great it was so fucked i loved it i'm thinking of ending thing I'm, I'm, I'm dark and the wicked is the best horror movie of, of 2020 I, I in general i am yeah. um but my number seven is the dark and the wicked sweet all right so for number seven is uh, from the band for this is the third consecutive time they put on a new album this band and they've been on my album of the year list at number seven a lot of people get mad at me because it's so low Fit for a King's new album Dark uh, the Path um, Fit for a King is on a run of albums right now that's very very good only rivaled by bands like August Burns Red um, their last three albums uh, Death Grip Dark Skies and now The Path. It's so cool to see where they came from, from Slave to Nothing, where it was good, it wasn't great, but it got them on the map. And then the exposure to a bigger audience and a wider audience and probably give them more connections to better producers and just sure, sure. really expounding themselves as a band. And it's really come forth uh, in this album, The Path. Um, I can't speak any more highly of it. It really is a phenomenal record. There is one song called God of Fire, which it can get annoying because it is the same thing over and over again. Gotcha, gotcha. But the riff is so excellent. Okay. And it's, it's, it's like... So it kind of cancels out the annoying factor. It's like if I Write Sins, Not Tragedies was mm. very good. Okay. <laughs> in metal. Got you. I got you. Uh, my number six um, is, I just said it before, I'm thinking of ending things. Uh, I love this movie. I love the, the, the uncomfortableness it gave me without being a horror movie. I love the acting in it, the direction in it, the fucking weirdness of it and not really knowing what the fuck is going on. Um, I, I really appreciated the the risk it took in the way it tried to tell the story, adapting from a novel but deviating from it at the same time. Uh, so my number six movie of the year is I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Sweet. So my, my number six, and a lot of people are going to get mad at me because a lot, this is a lot of people's album of the year, August Burns Red Guardians. Uh, the new album by August Burns Red came out, again, came out in 2020. Uh, again, it's fucking phenomenal. But the albums that come after this, yeah, and I, I, I'm listen. I'm gonna get a lot of hate for the, sure, the, albums, I got, the albums I got ahead of it, but it's it's hard because I'm numb to ABR. Yeah, hate on my balls. I, I've, I've I've been listening to them for so long, and th- again, another band they don't have a bad record in almost 15 year career. Um, but this is this is just as heavy as Found in Faraway Places. This is just as innovative as Invisible Enemy. This is just as old school as fucking um, Messengers. It's 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 very very good, but the stuff that comes next is. My, my opinion better and I'm gonna get fucking flack for it even from you might get flack from you guys ah fuck them uh, yeah right my, fuck my, okay my number five movie of the year um, is the only documentary on the list uh, Boy State 
I, I loved everything Boy about State Boy State. Awesome. It was such a, an interesting way to tell this weird part of American culture that no one really you knew about it, but you didn't know about it. And to see the way it unfolds and to see the, the leaders of tomorrow, uh, how they come to make their political decisions and how the inner workings of a government can be so seedy and gross and weird. And that kid's fucked up arm was gross, too. Uh, but I, He was the best one. Uh, oh, he, no, he him was, and uh, the other the kid. The gay dude. The gay dude rule. Oh, the, the really nice well, kid. The Re- really, well, Renee was excellent. Yeah, he was great. The, uh, that, the, the kid with the messed up arm the was Hispanic the, w- with uh, meningitis. Yeah, yeah. He was great. I forget his name. It was gross. And then, <laughs> then the Stephen Garza. Yeah, yeah, he was great. He was fucking great. Um, but the whole documentary was amazing. So my number you five Boy State, right? movie of the I year Boy is, is Boy State. What are you going to say? You, if you had to... No. Okay. What are you going to say? If you had just one second to think about it and just blurt something out, name a single person that you know of, that you know that you think would have done Boyd State. That would have done Boyd State? Rob yeah. Zuban. Me? Yeah. Justin. Greg. Oh, he did? Oh, yeah. Greg 100% would have yeah. done Boyd State. Yeah. Matt, whatever he did. Been about it, dude. Yeah, and he would Can tell I, me, he's still about being an Eagle Scout. <laughs> Stop being cool when it wasn't cool in the first place. Yeah, facts. <laughs> Can I just ask? So now, I, now that I'm thinking about it, there was one part where, like, the, like again, they're there for, what, a week? That's it? I, like a week? Something like maybe that, Maybe 10 yeah. days? How do they come up? How do, like, how are they having full-blown podcasts Maybe it's longer set. than a week. They might have just condensed it. I have to look it, in because it seems like a week. Maybe it's two weeks. I don't know. But this, like, because it goes into what Speaking they do that, the entire time. Greg just emailed me. That's such a Greg thing to do. Email you. <laughs> yeah, sometimes he sends smoke signals and carrier <laughs> pigeons <laughs> back from when he was a child. Oh my god, <laughs> Morse code. <laughs> like a fire, dude. <laughs> All right. Yeah. This place sucks. All right. Crack my fucking screen. Fucking bar soap, dude. Yeah. So my number five album, and this is where people are going to get mad because it's in front of August Burns Red and Fifth for King. All right. Let's hear it. It's the album that Dan told me to listen to. It's Taylor Swift's Evermore. Yo, it's great. It's legit. Phenomenal. Dude, it's Josh. I'm not kidding you. The it is newest, so the, the good. new one is better than that. I, I haven't even listened to that. So yet. For, for folklore was the first folklore. one. Folklore. I think the next one's called Evermore. Ever, Evermore. It's better. Evermore it's is better. the one I love, dude. Dude, Evermore is so fucking good, and it's it, a lot. Again, a lot of people have asked me like the same question, and I go, "Listen, dude, you don't sleep on Taylor Swift's new album, dude." Like, it's Josh. I'm not kidding you. They're both fucking great. The song with Bon Iver. Or yeah. I think Bonnie it's Bony. I call him. I know. I call him Bon Iver bon though, because it pisses off the. I didn't know his name when that album came out, and I said it's some song with Bon Iver is really good. And the landlord's like Bon Iver or bon, whatever his name is. I'm like I'm calling him Bon Iver for the rest of my life. Bon Iver. Um, on Apple on a Apple TV or no on Disney Plus they have the recording sessions of the I would, album. I would, I would love to watch um, that. It's really really cool. I also, but I also got rid of my Disney Plus. So I don't feel like it anymore. Oh, I need it. WandaVision. Yeah, dude, <laughs> WandaVision. So good. It's so oh, good. Yeah, dude, that's what I watched. It's, dude, Taylor, it's so good. It's so fucking weird and out there. Who cares, man? I'm you, tired of Marvel. Give no. it a year. You're going to be back into a Marvel kick. No, I guarantee you. I know you I'm well enough. Done of it. Dude, Paul Bettany is actually really fucking funny. He's a great actor. He's he was a, great in Legion. Yeah, he's a great actor. Dude, it's nothing like anything I've ever seen Marvel do. Because the first episode, pause quick. The first episode is a 1950s sitcom like uh, Dick Van Dyke. And the next episode is like an episode of Bewitched. And it's so fucking out there and See, bizarre. I didn't, I didn't like Bewitched. Well, no, it's not supposed to like it. It's supposed to be like cheesy laugh track. There's actually, they use a laugh track. Like, it, I was laughing at how it was, people would have laughed at this when it was out. All right. Bewitched was terrible, though. Sure. 
Go on. No, you're next. I was Taylor Swift. Okay. Uh, my number four movie is the one I just gave you this week, Promising Young Woman. Uh, I had heard a lot of hype about this movie coming in. Didn't know if it would live up to it. Uh, I was fucking floored by it. I was laughing at it. The acting in it is fantastic. It's a really cool story that I know a lot of men are going to be like, this is an anti-man movie. Sure. Because that, that's literally what they're going to do. I'm like, yeah, because, you know, things like date rape don't happen, right? It's fucked up. Um, fantastic movie. I can't wait for you to watch it. All so right. my number four is Promising Young Woman. Sweet. All right. So coming in at number four. And it was hard to put this album as low as it is, even at four, because we at the show Hurt love, sometimes. love this album. Spanish love songs, Brave mm, Faces, everywhere. Wow, yeah, Comes yeah. at number four. Uh, I, I, we've, we've, uh, we've fucking put this album into the dirt. We, we put we, it over like so hardcore. Much. So there's not really much more to say about it. We all love it, but it's only number four. Uh, my number three is a movie I just gave you a few weeks ago, Mank. Um, so the story about Herman Mank Mankiewicz, awesome, about yeah. the writing of Citizen Kane uh, by David Fincher. Gary Oldman was fantastic. Amanda Sifri was fantastic. Charles Dance, the whole cast. Um, the score was everything about this movie I loved. I've l I liked it more upon a rewatch. I laughed more at it on upon a rewatch. I, I may not have laughed harder during a movie than when fucking Gary Oldman pukes at the dinner party. Yeah. I fucking lost it. Mank is my number three movie. Of the yeah, I fucking died. That was fucking great. All right. And number three is uh, the first album from these guys in about four and a half, five years. Uh, their triumphant comeback, The Ghost Inside, their self-titled album. Um, you know, going through what they went through, we've, we've, chronicled, we've chronicled it on the show plenty of times. And to come out with an album just as good as this, um, was really remarkable. Of, of course, some controversy, you know, showed up, reared its ugly head sure. right right around release time. But as it does, take take the album for what it is, and it's fucking phenomenal. It's a triumphant return for the guys that we thought weren't going to play a show again, let alone record an album. Yeah. They've done both, and they've booked shows out in advance. I, my biggest issue with Corona, besides not seeing people and not being and, you able know, to live normal 400, life. 400,000 people dying. With Obviously, all that. <laughs> I'm saying, like, how it's inconvenient. Of course, of course. My yeah, small sure. little life sure. is... Um, you know, the ghost inside were primed for a massive comeback. Yeah. And then COVID hits and all this shit hey, happens. They're still it's primed for it, man. When shit comes back, it's going to come back hitting hard. So, yeah, it is. Whatever that is. Um, my number two is Next one you, you and I disagreed on. Uh, but my number two movie of the year is The Sound of Metal. I rewatched it um, over the last two, three weeks, however long it's been. I liked it more. Um, maybe the best lead performance of the year from Riz Ahmed. Um, I think he's going to get, he should deservedly get a nomination. Even you said that despite not liking the movie. Um, I appreciate the direction, the sound editing in this, and mixing in this movie. So my number two movie of the year is Sound of Metal. Yeah, if anybody needs something to fall asleep to, there's your well, fucking... You're in the minority there, bud. That's fine. Uh, so number two is a brand new hardcore band from Santa Cruz, California. I posted about them today. The band is called Drain, and there's their debut album, California Cursed. Uh... These guys are the real fucking deal with only one album out. Um, they're old school, hardcore music. They got some weird thrash Slayer riffs uh, incorporated in there. These guys are the real fucking deal. And just watching some of their live shows from 2019 and early 2020 before shit went south, the, these guys are going to be the next big thing in hardcore music. So Drain, California Curse, number cool. two. All right, my number one movie of the year, uh, we talked about it just before, we did it on the show, is The Trial of the Chicago 7. Um, I, I can't say enough about this movie. Uh, it's it's brilliant from start to finish, from the acting to the writing, the direction, the courtroom scenes, the flashback scenes to the protests. Um, everyone in this movie is cast perfectly in their role. Uh, I don't think anyone else could have played the roles they were in. And often 
often you can get actors that play roles that maybe don't suit them and they knock it out of the park, but it is a bigger testament to the making of a film if you can cast the perfect actors to play those specific characters. And in this movie, it was done perfectly. My number one movie of 2020 is The Trial of the Chicago 7. It's a very good movie. All right, so my number one album of the year. I said it when I gave it to you. I said it when I listened to it. Number one album of the year is Alpha Wolf, yep. A Quiet Place to I, Die. I, I figured as much. The album, it, <laughs> I mean, it speaks for itself how good it is, especially the jump that they've made from their last album, Fault, to this album right here. It's astonishing how good they got yeah. that quickly. Again, another band that was hurt massively by COVID. Yep, so there are top tw- 10 albums and movies of 2020. And now we're going to do... It was, it was my birthday on Wednesday. Wednesday? Yeah, the thirteenth. I turned uh, thirty plus uh, for the second year in a row. Uh, so I got to I I I scratch out one of the fucking I'm, questions I'm th- now. Why? <laughs> I said 30 plus. No, because one of the questions was, when is Dan's birthday? When is Dan's birthday? Oh, okay, good. good. But, the, but the correct answer was, who cares? Yeah, that, that, that it. Well, no, I, if you remember, you, I, I don't remember exactly how I do my format. I think I just kind of like, I look to you for certain answers, and then some of them, the whoever's asking the question actually has the answer. Sure. So we'll go like that. So this is Dan trivia for my 30 plus birthday. Josh, you want to hit the music? I will hit the music in a second and give a little bit of backstory on Dan Trivia here because I'm interested to see what we get. So uh, Taylor and I convened a little bit and we talked about Dan Trivia and I said, all right, Dan Trivia, what do you want to do? And Taylor came back and said, I got this. (laughs) Okay, okay. Taylor said that he wants Dan Trivia to be just as mean, if not more so, than Taylor (laughs) Trivia was. So I'm interested to see what Taylor came up with. Well, the question here will be is because I have a naturally mean spirit. Yeah. He's a nice person. It's true. So his meanness, I don't want it to come off as forced. Mine's very natural. I don't mean to be mean. Like when he did the best of 2020, Taylor. That's all you can be. I I know. It's all I know how to do. (laughs) He, um, when I listened to the best of 2020, he did. And he did Josh trivia. I was like, oh, a couple mean questions. And then he kept saying when we did yours, like how mean it was. I'm like, I don't think it was that mean. I listened back. I was like, I'm a real son of a bitch. <laughs> Dude, like, like he wasn't wrong. Because, no, so I listened to it. I was like, I should apologize, well, but I won't. What I'm saying is, so he was 100% well-founded when he said, this is Kurt turning into Kaluchi comes alive. And I really, I, 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 of course, I, we've listened to the audio. <laughs> Nothing's worse. You haven't. Yeah. The listener. <laughs> and you probably won't. No, Kaluchi hasn't. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no, he lived it. He was there. He <laughs> was there. There. He left right away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wish he left it. He left it. He left it. All right. So you know, I think the, the, just real quick, the, the best line of that whole thing is you have to get new friends. <laughs> yeah. From, uh, from Ralph's brother-in-law. Yeah. yeah. No, that's not the best line. Oh, no. That is not the best that's line. That's the best line I feel for, I feel like giving the people. That's that. The best line is the one that probably stopped it from ever seeing the light of day. The landlords? <laughs> yeah. The landlords were all of us oh, were like, it was no. a mic drop moment. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we were on sad Kaluchi came alive. All right. Anyway, take it away. Dan Trivia for my birthday. All right. So wait for the music. Wait for the music. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Dan Trivia. I am your host, Taylor. This is Josh, who will also be competing. And we're here to talk about our friend, Dan Perosi for his 45th birthday. 45th. Very nice. All right. So we have a couple questions here I'm going to ask, and then Dan will give us the right answers, because some of them I don't have. Okay. So who did the Mets play? When Dan saw a no-hitter in person. And also, who was the pitcher that pitched the no-hitter? Fuck if I know. Fuck if I know who the team was and Johan Santana. Uh, Max Scherzer and the Nationals. That is correct. Now, the follow-up question is, was Dan mad? Yeah. No. 
Correct. <laughs> uh, I had okay. Actually, I'm going to give Josh a point there because well, he, I had he, a fleeting moment of anger. But the thing was, the Mets had already clinched the NL East. It was the second to last game of the season. They were playing for nothing, so I was mad that it happened to him. But then I was like, I got to see baseball history. So I had a fleeting moment of anger for about 20 seconds. I ate the rest of my hot dog and then I was happy. I think the, everybody we were hanging out with that time when we were watching the game live, and he goes, I think the first person was like, Bob, yo, how pissed is Dan? I'm like, he's not. Watch. It, I really wasn't, but I'm gonna give you a point because there was a moment of anger where I almost just stormed out. All right. How many hours has Dan played Mutt for? Uh, across all Maddens? Yes, across all Maddens. Fuck. Uh, I'm gonna say upwards of 800. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go like a thousand. It's it's closer to Taylor, I would say, because when they did the year in review last year on Madden or on PS4, remember they did that whole thing. It like the bulk of my time. It said I'd played like 1,200 hours that year, and 700 of them were, were towards Madden. Right. So uh, it's gonna be closer to Taylor's. All right. So one for me then. Yeah. Cool. Who's Dan's favorite wrestler? Oh, the fucking uh, Bret Hart. Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Oh, really? Brett I was is, I was just joking. No, Shawn is my favorite wrestler of all time. Brett is very, very close. I'm one of the rare individuals that loves both of them. But Shawn is the one that like made me really love that era of wrestling as it was happening. I grew up watching the tapes of Hulk Hogan, but I have pictures of me with the Shawn Michaels sunglasses and gloves doing the fucking pose as a little kid. He's my favorite ever. All right. What I'm learning about myself from Taylor Trevia and Dan Trevia is I don't know anything about my friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Does Dan compare every single band he listens to to Tool or Nine Inch Nails? Yes. Yes. You both get a point. <laughs> <laughs> What's Dan's biggest regret? Regret? This guy? Yes. He has a few. I don't know what they are either. I'm just going to take a wild guess. <laughs> <laughs> how, do I do, how do I do this without naming names? Just, yeah. <laughs> just, just give initials. <laughs> uh, oh, purple. Oh. Uh, getting a job at Best Buy and meeting all of us. <laughs> That's your answer? Yes. <laughs> You're both right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What's Dan's favorite movie? This one's tough. I know it's a Scorsese. Uh, it's, it's not. I'm going to tell you it's not. Okay. Right. It, there's there's a bunch of favorites, but there's one that has been my favorite going back to childhood to now that has remained. Oh, Forrest Gump. Uh, yeah, Forrest Gump. Yeah, it's Forrest Gump. Right. That'll always be there no matter what. I don't care if it's a stupid, corny answer. It's the fucking best. All Fuck right. you. Is Dan a know-it-all? Yes. Yes. Come on. <laughs> you know what? No. I say no. <laughs> you guys don't know. Of course I am. I'm a jerk right. off. Does Dan actually have a job or does he just sit and read Twitter all This day? is not a relevant question anymore. Shh, it's not about you. Okay, fair. Well, I mean, he does have a job, but he... Yes, does he, though? But yes, he does just sit and read Twitter all day. Okay. So, yes. That's a, that's, I'll that's give a you point. both points. How many times has Dan complained about people posting pictures of their kids, yet only post pictures of his pets? There's a difference. People suck and animals are inherently awesome. But they're your, they're your children, yes? No, they're not my children. Bullshit. They're not my children. I didn't sperm them. <laughs> I didn't sperm them. <laughs> but the answer is yes. Yes. Uh, I'm going to give not either of you points because I will never post pictures of my children because people don't want to abduct your animals and fuck them. Well, uh, it depends who you ask. Kaluchi. <laughs> yeah. I, right. I think all three of our minds just went right to Kaluchi. <laughs> yeah. <in fact. laughs> all right. Should Dan shut the fuck up about the 1972 Dolphins? 
I've never heard him talk. I don't talk about him that much. Yeah. Every single time that there's a team that goes ten and zero, nine and zero. That's not the Dolphins. Not you think the it's Dolphins. just me? They, the NFL celebrates it. Yeah. We're talking about you. Josh gets a point. I'm not, I, I can't agree with you on that one because I've never really heard him talk about it. All right, thanks, Josh. Thanks for all the help you got. You know, I'm the only one that did this, right? <laughs> you fucking offered to do it by yourself because you wanted to be so mean, and these are the most fucking vanilla questions I've ever heard. See, do better. Do better right now. Do better right now. Do better right now. We had three weeks. Do better right now. Do better right now. I can't. You can't right because you're not original at all because you can't think of shit. So shut the fuck up and, and take some fucking accountability. Eat more Wendy's, jerk off. <laughs> Oh, I got hypertension. <laughs> Wendy's, Wendy's, Wendy's. Burger King, Burger King, Burger King. I had a bad day. Uh, grow up. I'm drunk. Let's break up. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and then the dog ate his milkshake. <laughs> Yo, man, I gave your whole house fleas, according to you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you, that. Yes, you did. <laughs> you told everybody at work that you, I gave your whole house fleas. <laughs> if Dan could see anybody in concert, who would it be? Alive or dead? Nine Inch Nails. Seen them. Oh, so some, someone I haven't seen. Let's let's show. So, okay, so someone he hasn't seen. Sure. I have one. I, it might not be the right one though. Um. Alive or dead? <laughs> All right. Let's see. He doesn't have an answer. Have Syst- an answer. System of a Down. I definitely would love to see them, but the band that I haven't seen that is like one of my favorite bands is the Chili Peppers. So that's actually never, my answer. I've never seen the Chili Peppers. I just, I just thought you did. Yeah, no, I haven't. I want to. Um, All right. But, so no and points. The final question, and everybody should get a point for this. Whose butt? <laughs> your your and it's your my birthday <laughs> birthday it's your birthday it's your birthday happy birthday well, douche I enjoyed that and the winner by one point is Taylor on Dan Trivia so you, you've known him longer and I know him better good for you dude and the, que- you the questions <laughs> you've known him twenty five fucking years right. I, I live with him for two and that's and I know more how. You're, you're. <laughs> That's always the answer. That's always the answer. Well, that, that was enjoyable. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about this uh, uh, Jared Porter situation at the Mets? So yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually no, you started. So I last night at eleven o'clock, um, Jeff Passan and uh, Mima Mina uh, Kunis, I think her name is uh, Mina Kunis, uh, on ESPN. Kunis. Me, I, her name's Mina. Or oh, Mi, oh Mima. it's like an actual. Reporter. Yeah, it's her name. Yeah, oh, she's I very th- good. I actually. thought you meant the actress. No, they dropped an article about um, the Mets uh, general manager. He'd only been hired thirty six days prior. Um, about a story from twenty sixteen when he was having an inappropriate. Com- I'll say inappropriate contact with a international reporter. Um, so the way the story started out is that he they met in an elevator at Yankee Stadium, got numbers. You know, she, he was a director of scouting for the Cubs at that point. She's like, oh, this is a, a good source um, for me. And almost immediately he started sending, you know, started texting her. How are you? Yada, yada. And then it started to divulge into something darker we'll say um he sent her a selfie and she she again she's from another culture it's something entirely different barely speaks english and he said do you want to see more and she said sure and then he sends a picture of his fucking bulge and she's like what she had to go to someone that was like a intermediate between her home country to say like is this normal and they're like no this isn't normal she stopped replying 
He sent 62 unanswered text messages over 23 days, including one of what he says was a stock photo of a penis. And listen, a as some stock photo I, of a penis. That's what he said. He said it's a, a stock joke photo. Now, let me tell you this. As someone that has sent pictures to my friends in this room, pictures of penises before that weren't mine, this is not an admission of guilt. This is a very funny thing. Um, <laughs> to, to Both do, can be true to, to do to you guys. Um, <laughs> Google stock penis photo. Yeah, what comes up? <laughs> so, so, is that a horse? <laughs> Look, Daddy, I'm a farmer. I'm a farmer. I'm a farmer. So, so he said. It was, here's Stupid. the thing: it can't be a stock penis photo because I know as someone that has sent Taylor multiple pictures of other dudes' dicks and Josh and my friends, I find it, I save it, I send it, I delete it. You don't just have a picture of some guy's cock on your phone. Even I deleted the picture of Chris Evans' hog. I wish I didn't, but it. So clearly, he was doing this. I don't know. And there was stuff with the Cubs where they talked to her, and she again over twenty three days. He sent sixty two unanswered text messages. Like, you, you can't just like get a get a hint. Well, this comes off as someone that is very socially off, obviously, and the texts were really weird. Like, hey. Oh, I'm here tonight. Oh, I'm here tonight. Oh, I'm going to be there. Do you want to come out? Do you want to do this? And then like two in the morning, I'm sorry. Good morning, beautiful. Like it's it's really, really bizarre and creepy. And eventually she got moved from where she was. And But she knew when the Cubs were coming to town, there was a chance she was going to see him. Uh, there, she was at a game one day after not he, talking to him for months. And he guess he saw her and sends her a text. I just saw you. You look beautiful. Like that's some weird shit. That's weird to say to someone that you're not romantically involved in, like 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 if or involved with, like if if I'm like say like he's not if, even technically courting her. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like like it, like if I was like if I was seeing someone who happened to be working at the ballpark and I was doing my job and I, I caught it in passing, but we've had a history and we've been talking every day, everything yeah. like that. Yeah. Obviously, there are circumstances, but this is unsolicited. Like th- th- this is this is someone that just doesn't know how to speak. In general, and the, the thing it, that like, you just can't you just can't take a hint. And this is where you know the whole dynamic of him, you know, uh, pestering a woman over you know thir- uh, twenty three days to sixty two text messages is bad enough. But the fact that he was doing it to a woman that was here, not from her home country, barely speaks the English, doesn't know uh, English, doesn't know the culture, is to me that's him trying to manipulate and take advantage of someone that he sees as easy prey, easy pickings is the first thing I think of. And the Mets, to their credit, um, to Steve Cohen's credit and to Sandy Alderson's credit, they, I said to, I said by Thursday he'd be fired to Josh last night and at 7.30 this morning it was announced he was fired. Yeah, they, they, it, they read it on air. It, it was the only decision you could make. You couldn't go, you couldn't keep this guy around. He should, you know, the guy has some psychological issues. As far as him being a threat, I don't know. Creepy and threat are two different things, obviously. Sure. Like, we have friends that are creepy, but they're not threats. Correct. You know what I mean? I'm not going to say who, Colucci. But there, there's two different things here. Um, but, you know, like, I just this just clicked in my head. So he sends the picture of what he called a joke stock photo of a penis. But does that also imply that he had joke stock photos of a bulge in a in the pants? That's, that's somehow weirder to me than the fact that he would have a joke penis on his phone that he is just a picture of a dude laying there because the pictures are in the article of a bulge 
It's it's really bizarre. It just doesn't make sense. And now now we know what country the woman's from. And the reason that she waited so long um, to ha- have the story released is because she's out of the sports media game now because of this guy. She was having anxiety and was losing sleep because it wasn't enjoyable what she was doing. But in her country, the, if she was even the victim in a situation like this, she is shunned and shamed. Where is she from? Um, Korea. Yeah, that's um, South Korea. I'm going to assume. I don't think North Korea was sending baseball. Fucking, I, don't, I don't um, think so either. But the big problem here, like I said, if it's anyone, is the power dynamic of the situation, which is what we've learned so much of over the last few years and more women have come forward in these Harvey Weinstein kind of situations is that someone like Jared Porter, who was in a position of power, and he would also text her things when she would reply, oh, we just made this trade. Do you want to know about it? It's using the power dynamic, especially against someone that is not from this country, that is downright disgusting and despicable. So uh, it's a sh- it, you know it's just another fucking thing with the Mets, and it's not same old Mets because if it was the same old Mets, they would have kept him and justified it, or waited until fans started canceling season tickets. Yeah, right. But I, I did a little thing on Facebook. I wanted to. I only posted this a little while ago, but I wanted to see how many girls in a short period of time would like a status saying they got a dick pic from someone unsolicited. And so far, um, it's uh, 31 girls have said they've got, like just like the post. And I got a couple stories from it, but my favorite one was his girl. <laughs> this girl said, I've gotten a video from, I got a video <laughs> from oh, some random dude on Snapchat putting, <laughs> putting the camera up to his asshole and farting. That's awesome. <laughs> That was that's pretty first, funny. I literally replied, that's awesome. That's awesome. Like, obviously, but then some of the girls are commenting like, yeah, now I get videos of them fucking pulling their shit. Like, it's just weird, man. I, I, listen, I, don't, I, don't, like people, I don't like, like, why people do that? Like, they, it's just a sick perversion. I've never sent an unsolicited dick pic to a woman. I will clarify that specifically to a woman because I've definitely sent my friends dick pics when they didn't want them. Facts. Um, you were talking about before when you were at the Jimmy World concert. Yeah, you just send me a, you just, send me a fucking picture of your dick in the middle of a crowded fucking room. Josh, he's like, is that the concert? And I sent it to him and he had his screen brightness down and he goes to turn it up to look at the picture. But it wasn't even my dick. It was just the root of my dick. Oh my so it's it was during stupid. it was during Hear You Me. Yeah, but, may angels lead you to I, my ass. But, <laughs> or my pubes. Stu- my pubes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid, but, but um, the, the Porter thing. I when it ha- first came out, I didn't have the same feeling as same old Mets because, like, when the Beltron thing happened, and my biggest complaint with the Beltron stuff last year was that they waited so long to say anything, and that's what led it to being irreversible, and you had to get rid of them. You had to get rid of this guy either way, but they, I, I trusted that Stevie was going to do the right thing. He did. Um, you know, it's a little, I'm, I'm really hoping, I, I, I don't think anything's going to come of this, but I already heard it started hearing people talk about the, the allegations that came out of point 72 against his, his employees with sexual harassment. It's fucking wall street. Sadly, we know that's part of it. We've all seen Wolf of wall street, yeah. right? But I, I don't know. It was, uh, hearing the callers today, some of them were just really pissed at me. Why didn't she report it sooner? Why did she wait? First off. It's not a victim's job to to, to go to your timeline right. on these things. And if you want to call me a fucking social justice warrior, no, shut the but, fuck but no, up. No, but it's not, that's not even social justice warrior. Oh, that, no, that's that, what that, I'm going to get called, but, but guaranteed. That's, but that's just being considerate to the person who, who it happened to. You She's know, a you know victim. What I mean? Like, literally, she was afraid to tell people in her home country because her family would shame and shun her for not doing anything wrong. I think it was fucking stupid, man. I, I just, I, I can't, I, like, like I, I can't get over that shit. Like... I, I don't know. It's like hard to explain because 
it's it, infuriating it's, it's, for one. It's clearly in the wrong. It's not even. There's nothing remotely redeemable about any of the any type of behavior like that. Have you ever it's, seen it's a dick? A, They're gross. It's as simple as just like even if I'm texting you and I don't get an answer, I'm not going to keep texting. No, no. You it, know it, what I mean? You're, like, well, you're not going to be like. You might keep texting, but you're not going to be like, like wait two hours. Hey, you there? No. Oh, you want to come over? All right, I'll come by you. Oh, you look great today. Like the the pestering of the text is so fucking weird. And creepy. Well, because, and the, the, the worst part is that it's like it's so easy to do. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's 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 just like uh, again. Stop, just, guys! Stop sending dick pics. Please, just stop. It doesn't unless work. Unless they ask, I've never sent one. I've never I, sent and, one in and, my life. Unless they ask, you don't send a dick pic. Like these, these guys. I've talked. I talked to a few girls about this, and they're like, "I be talking to a guy." And, you know, we, we talk, like, a little dirty. We'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, I last time I had sex was this, this, and that. And the next day is, oh, look at my cock. Like, just whip it out. Let me see your pussy. Like, Isn't that, like, illegal to do now? I'm sure it is in some sense just to send a dick pic. Uh, I would think. I mean, how is it not, like, a level of indecent exposure? Yeah, right. Um, but I'm glad the Mets made that decision. I'm hoping that they I, – I don't think it changes anything about this offseason. Um, maybe it changed I because he was really just doing Sandy's bidding and now it just more has to fall on Sandy but uh, it was actually Sandy the one that accidentally said what country she was from today in his presser he said Korea they were trying not to reveal it. oh really yeah so I think he's just you know he's old old uh, Taylor you were pumped about a big trade this week um, uh, I was actually going to say Francisco Lindor to the Mets. We weren't here. To, we didn't get to talk about it. Yeah. Hype, hype, right? No, it's fucking fucking great, hype. Right? Let's get another thing done. But the trade I was talking about was James Harden to the Brooklyn Nets. It's a bad trade <clears throat> long term, and, and I'm going to die on that hill. I, I, I never said it wouldn't be long term. If you win a championship, it's not a bad trade under any circumstance. Um, if you win a championship, that's a big cavat. If you get to a finals or two finals, let's say you don't win a championship. Fine. You, you got there, whatever. But two games in, it's only small sample size. The returns are awesome. Um, I watch both games. It's weird watching him not just dribble, 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 fat, 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 shoot, shoot, shoot. Thanks, Evan. That's one of the greatest sound bites dude, ever. Listening to that live, dribble, 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 fat, 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 fat. I lost my shit. And then you see the image that he fucking was wearing a fat suit or padding to look like he was out of shape. Then he shows up to Brooklyn and he's 50 pounds lighter. Like, I'm like, dude, I got to respect that kind of fucking troll. Yeah. But I like that he, you know, he was playing point guard and he was dropping behind the back passes between Brook Lopez's legs last night. It's weird because he, I, I hope he realizes he's not the one there. Like he was in Houston. It'll be interesting if he goes back to kind of playing the role he did is elevated that he did in Oklahoma City. Sure. If he's dropping, you know, it, when you get Kyrie back, you have so much spacing on the floor. And the Kyrie thing, I, I he came back today. I don't know if you saw the interview. Yeah, I did. I really appreciated his honesty about, like, how it's hard for him to juggle the, the stress of, like, the social stuff he tries doing and play basketball. And at least it's honest to an extent. Like, there is a level of honesty to it. And, like, the stuff he's doing, he... He bought a house for George Floyd's family. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I can't call him a bad dude. I can't call any of them bad dudes. They're kind of weird. They're weird. Today's yeah. NBA player is a prima donna. Big facts. It sucks. It sucks. And I, the game is, like, watching some of the athleticism is, like, breathtaking in basketball. But the game is not the same at all. No, it's fucking... I, I, no I'm defense. So, I'm so over, dude. I'm just so over the well, NBA. Well, I mean, you're a Heat fan, and they suck. Yeah, they're not good. No, because last year was a fluke in the bubble. It was a bubble thing. I mean, it's, 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 it got hot. They, they got hot at the right time. Um, and, I mean, like, they, they fought the Lakers as best they could, but, like, yeah, they, Milwaukee was fucking They were undermanned, and once the, what's-his-name got hurt, they had no fucking shot. It's just, it's, it's... 
being a basketball purist, I, I'm still I, I still believe the game should be inside out, and uh, I, I know that's just not what the game is now. No, it's what it's, it is. It's glorified super teams, three point shots. Mm-hmm. Reggie Miller said it best. He goes, Adam Silver probably loves these super teams, but in, uh, overall, it's bad for the league. I agree, and I and here's the thing though, like that we did. We say super team. Super teams have been around for fucking ever. Like yeah, but Jordan's super, Bulls were super teams. Yeah, yeah, but super teams. There was a lot more draft picks, and there was a lot of other things that sure. went into it. Like a lot of people say, well, Golden State did it. Golden State drafted fucking Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green, and then you bring in and you bring in key role players like Andrew Bogut, Harrison Barnes, fucking uh, Serge. N- N- Nick Young. You know what I mean? All these guys. Serge yeah, Ibaka. and then you bring in KD. But the problem again the. the, the my issue with the Nets is that it's not going to be sustained success. No, of course Because not. it's not... You mortgage the franchise for a year and a half run, and it doesn't make sense to me because when you have a very good position player in Jared Allen, because DeAndre Jordan's not going to play primo minutes and he's not going to play defense like he should anymore. I think he's he's been a wildly overrated player his entire career. Oh, he absolutely has. And he's, then, a, he's a dunk and a rebound. And then you get rid it. of someone like Karis LeVert and it sucks because the guy just got a fucking tumor no, on his so kidney. So it's not a tumor. He's a mass on his kidney and it may have saved his life getting traded because they said that it could have ruptured his fucking kidney. Right. Um, but and I don't think he's going to play this season from I the sounds of it. He shouldn't. Um, but again, like hey, you, I, you, you lose a Karis LeVert. You sure. lose a Jared Allen. Yeah, you lose a couple other guys. But the, the, those were like key cornerstones pieces that that the franchise was building. Well, it helped around. turn turn it around, right? Um, and yeah, you you're mortgaging, you're absolutely mortgaging the future. But, dude, but I don't the, give but, a fuck about the future if they win one goddamn championship. Well, you should because then you got pick swaps till 2027. I so know, in twenty in twenty twenty three when the Nets are hot garbage again, I, I'm fine if they win a championship between now and twenty twenty three, which I don't expect to happen. But if they do, I don't give a fuck. I have not well, seen any of my teams win a goddamn championship. Josh, do you feel the same way being a Nets fan? Win one championship and you're happy? Yeah, I. I You'll carry when you're losing 60 games a season. Uh, no, again. I won't. With one championship, as someone that has never seen his teams win a goddamn championship, you just said you would give up every draft pick for Deshaun Watson. And by right, the that's football, and it's different. It's, it's not different. When you it's, trade it's draft different. picks, it fucks you up. The Falcons took three years to get out of trading draft picks to move up to get Julio Jones. Am I right? Yeah. You trade up draft picks, you mortgage the franchise. It's different with the franchise quarterback. I'm acknowledging that. That's but you're saying. still mortgaging it. If they win a championship, I will not care about losing for a few years, because I can say, if you want to shit talk me as a Bulls fan, I want a championship but more if, recently it, than you. If you're a 76ers fan, I want a championship more recently the, than you. But the, if the Broncos trade for Deshaun Watson, you're not getting only a year and a half certainty. Sure. You're, you're getting you're getting a max deal. Oh, you're no, getting, you're I, getting multiple years. Uh, apparently, he's going to look to extend immediately after getting traded. That's, the what, that's what I'm saying. Uh, so it doesn't matter. I, again, it's I, not I, just a year and a half. I, my I, problem is the is this sustained success after 2023. That's my issue. Okay, so my issue would be... I would rather win one championship and lose 60 games for four seasons than win 50 games for four seasons and not win a fucking championship. And then watch the Rockets just build up their fucking sure, thing. Let, it, let it, them. Happen, it happened in Boston, too. And they still haven't won it. They haven't even made it to a fucking finals since they rebuilt all those Billy King draft picks. They haven't even made it to a fucking finals. That Josh, would you trade one championship versus four seasons of making the playoffs and not winning shit? Yeah. Well, that's what the Yankees have been doing the last 10 years. That's what I'm saying. I so would, would you rather have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown homegrown Guys, as opposed to going out and well, I, that that that's actually not. That's Would not I rather fair. have them versus no, 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 winning no, a championship? That's, that's that's not fair. What I was about, what I was about to ask, that's not fair. But no, I to me again, listen, that's purely a basketball purist to me. I understand where you're coming from. It does make sense. Again, Just win, I'm, baby. I'm, I'm spoiled. I've seen championships yeah, in my I, life. I haven't. I got to see the Nets go to two finals and lose fucking both of them with fucking well, Jason Kidd and J- Richard Jefferson and that's Jason hard, Collins' man. gay ass. But that's hard, man. You ran. You, you ran into Kobe. You, you, <laughs> you ran. You ran into Kobe Shaq. 
Jack Lakers sure. and you ran into fucking rookie. Super team. Super team. Drafted. Different. <laughs> they, drafted. They had guys David they Robinson. Drafted. Tim uh, Emmanuel Ginobili. Drafted. I'm sorry. Tony Parker. Drafted. If the Warriors were called a super team for bringing in Kevin Durant, the Lakers were a super team for bringing in fucking Shaquille O'Neal, a top 15 basketball player of all time. Not when he was in Orlando. He wasn't like that He was a yet. defensive player of the year and an MVP in Orlando. I understand that, but he still wasn't. He he didn't become the diesel until he, he got okay, to L.A. But he was, a, he was a top yeah, five player they, in the league when they got they him. acquired him in the fucking, in his prime. I understand and that. You want to talk about dribble, dribble, fat, fat. I, that's why Shaq, I love Shaq, but he annoys me. You were the king of getting fat in the offseason, dude. <laughs> he used a regular season to get in shape. And if he didn't do that, he'd probably be the all-time leading scorer in the NBA. He's pretty close already. I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, don't act like you were this professional all the time. He was one, I love Shaq, but he was a lazy fuck, and that's why I liked him. Because he could still dominate despite being fucking lazy. That, why do you think Kobe hated the guy? No, it doesn't matter, man. No, he still, still won three in a row. Oh, he's still fucking amazing. He's still one of the greatest centers of all time. But I, I it, do love when Charles Barkley yells at him. He goes, I didn't have Dwayne Wade, Kobe Bryant, carrying my fat ass up and down the court. Right. And no one can tell me that Barkley, well, well, Barkley well, wasn't a better pound-for-pound pound player than well, Shaq. You, you also got to... That, no, that's not pound true. Pound-for-pound? Pound the pound-for-pound pound greatest who, who, player of all time, who I think, still think is overrated, is Allen Iverson, because he was a small dude who could dominate. Well, that's what I said. He, and he carried a bunch of nobodies to the finals. Yeah, correct. That was my whole thing. So, uh, it's... To be as dominant as Shaquille O'Neal was, and look at listen, Charles Barkley was no fucking slouch. Oh, that he's guy. Top, top I, I, again, top twenty player I think all time. One of, one of my favorite Charles Barkley stories because he was known for talking shit when he was in. Uh, he was. He said uh, some dumb shit the other day. Big fucking surprise. He he carried Phoenix to the finals against Jordan and the Bulls, and it just wasn't going to happen. No, but he gets fouled on the block, and the ref doesn't call it. And he just doesn't run back on defense. He's yelling at the ref. And yep. Steve Smith here overhears the conversation. And he goes, "I scored twenty eight thousand points from right here, and you're gonna you're gonna tell me that wasn't a foul." <laughs> yep. Like he was just an asshole. I, it's, did you see the but dumb shit Charles. that Barkley said the other day? I, I don't. I don't. I don't really listen all that much. He goes, "Athletes should get the vaccine first because we pay more in taxes." <laughs> It's, they it's, do. They do, but I don't know if that means they should get it first because I think that means they, they have the best medical care there is at I'm the sure. same time. But uh, my favorite thing he ever said, there's no recording of this, but when he got pulled over in Vegas with the lady of the night and the cop asked what he was doing, he said, you see her? I'm going around the corner to get a blowjob. <laughs> he said that to the cop. Good for him, man. I, I do love Barkley. Even when he, like, he says, like, of all the things he says every year, there's five that I think are fucking amazing and hilarious, and there's five of them, like, shut the fuck up, Charles. But I, that's I, why he's great. I do get annoyed because I do love Inside the NBA. Oh, it's but, great. But there are times when, like, they're trying to talk about championship caliber teams, and and Shaq pulls that, you don't know nothing about championship uh, yeah, caliber. Like, that part gets annoying because it's a big brother, little brother thing. Well, do you want to know when I turned on, I stopped liking Shaq as much, is he has an inability to acknowledge any center being good. Like, the way he well, just... Well, at least right now, there isn't a good center. Well, I'm talking about back when the clear... Dwight cut, Howard. He hated Dwight Howard for no reason. All he did was shit talk Dwight Howard, and Dwight was like, this guy was my idol, and I don't know why he hates me. Because Shaq can't handle anyone else being like compared to him, the glory thing. Dwight was amazing, and then he just lost it, and then he turned into a pretty good role player, which is what he did last year. But I just didn't like Shaq. Just he's got this weird ego problem. Like it's like a almost like a little man complex inside somehow. But when you're the most dominant player in, in NBA history, you can say stuff like I'm that. I'm still gonna say that uh, Will Chamberlain is the most dominant player in NBA history. It's hard to it's hard to argue. It's that. him and Bill. Well, Bill Russell probably. I mean, Bill Russell Winning championships eight uh, in a row. If you're talking, if you're not even just counting NBA. You're counting college and high, high school. school. He, he, there's, he, there's never a time he didn't win. He might be the most prolific winner there's ever been in sports. 
the, there's a reason that when they hiss, they still hand out the MVP trophy for the finals, it's fucking Bill Russell. Yeah, I mean, Shaq was is the most dominant of our era. Um, although I, I can make a well, it very would, it strong. Would be now LeBron. I, I was going to say LeBron because he could dominate was he, everywhere. What, what is he in year nineteen and he's and still he, just amazing? And now he's a fucking like a point guard and he's still fucking amazing. Like it's I don't care. I'm I'm pumped for Space Jam too. I'm I'm hyped. I'll watch it. Yeah. They dropped yeah. The, did you drop? See the little HBO Max trailer they dropped where it was like I saw the tiny part of it when it was on. Uh, they were doing during the divisional rounds. Yeah, they Sunday. showed like all the little like clips of movies that are coming out. King Kong, Godzilla, or Kong versus Godzilla. Um, the Many Saints. Newer clip, which I'm hyped for, where you see Gandolfini's son for like half a second, yeah. and then they first it said Matrix Four, and the, or the Matrix Four, and now it just says Matrix. So I'm assuming that's the working title of the movie. Um, that I'm I'm hyped for that, and the Suicide Squad, which should be fun because it's James Gunn doing it. You were yeah, you're, you're lucky you got here when you did. This motherfucker was farting and shitting so bad in here, it smelled like a meat locker. You're welcome. <laughs> you guys look sleepy. You want to wrap it up? I'm fucking tired. All right, let's wrap it up. One last thing. Sure. I'd like to address the nation as the champion <laughs> of you watch, I listen, football picks of 2020. <laughs> Taylor. Go ahead, get out of your system now. Two before, years in a row, before, bud. Before, before I get in your fucking face. And you think I'm joking. <laughs> what? Dude, come on, we're fucking fighting. No, come on. Just come do on. No, just no, do no, it. No, just do on. it. Say what you're going to say. No, cut, I would. Cut your promo. Come I'm on. not cutting a promo on you. Cut your promo. Dude. It's not a fucking promo. Josh, your just, promo. Re- just read your speech. It's not a speech. It's not a fucking promo. Sorry. Just Christ, shut the fuck up and let me make my announcement. Read your cue cards. You lost two years in a row. State in the obvious. Come on. I know it was due to COVID, but you weren't able to get your tattoo last year. This year, we gave you a challenge, or whoever the loser might have wound up being, a challenge of watching the Fifty Shades movies and making a essay out of it. So, Dan and I were talking, and we decided that we want to offer a compromise <laughs> as okay. to what the punishment might be. Okay. So, what I want to do is I want all three of us to come up with, with a punishment. A punishment that is fair. That is not harmful bodily in any way. It may be harmful to the mind. Mm-hmm. We'll put them in a hat. Next week, we'll pick them out of the hat. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, Even I already watched the first fucking movie, so like... <laughs> Why? <laughs> just in preparation? Just, just, just to get ahead of the curve, I guess. We haven't been here for three weeks, yeah. and I lost two weeks ago, so like... So, so he I'll watched watch one, and then... I mean, he probably would have to rewatch it to write on the theme, so we'll, what we'll do is we'll come up with a few of these to put in a hat for you to pick out. You pick it out, and then you have the option of either doing that or doing the Fifty Shades is what it is, or is he just going to do that one? No, it's it's the option. So you're going to okay. do the Fifty Shades thing or whatever you pick out of the hat. Okay, so deal? I didn't watch the fucking Fifty Shades movie for no fucking reason, though. Well, she gets naked a lot, but she's not that nice. She's not that nice. No, she's okay. So to preface why I was going to get in your face, and I still might, <laughs> is um, I so I listened to the Lost episode. <laughs> Because it's on Skype and you could listen to it. Okay. So I was listening to it and you said something that triggered me. What? <laughs> Bills come due, bud. We're going to make you do. We're going to do all this stuff. I'm going to let you know something, Josh. <laughs> what? And what I, sh- I sh- really sh- sh- the, bill, the Bills do about his year tattoo. <laughs> Did I say that? Something yeah. along those that lines. That does not sound like me. Something of that nature. Oh, no. It, it was definitely you. It's it's imbra- it's ingrained in my it's, in, it's also it's on video, and I just want to tell you I just want to say this to you, and you too. Oh fuck you! Because you're guilty by association. I, I eat my shit. He's probably more guilty. I'm probably more guilty. No, fuck you. no, you're more guilty. He was nice about it. <laughs> okay. You'll do fucking nothing. 
you're gonna try to make me do something, you're not gonna do shit. There's nothing. There's nothing you can do to make me do this. I'm telling. Listen, hold on. It's not my fault. You don't remember something you didn't post. That's not my fault. <laughs> you said bills come due, and you're gonna do this fucking punishment, word for word, what you said. So I, what I want to know, Josh. What the fuck are you going to do about it? We're going to do like Clockwork Orange. And like yeah, right. Your eyes open. <laughs> I feel better. Everything's fine. I'm not mad at you. No, no, I really kidding. don't remember saying anything. No, it I'm was the, something no, of, of that ilk. Did. I didn't say what I wanted, what my punishment. Uh, no, you did not. It's going to be. You're okay. not. No, 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 it's fine. All right. All right. All right. Well, I'm not going to come I, up I, with a be, couple. To be honest with you, I'm more mad. I watched the movie now. I, I almost gotta, for no reason. I got to come up with a couple alternative punishments myself. I might write like eight of them. Now the other. See. Now the other thing, because I've had a lot of people ask me about the ear tattoo. Yes, COVID has been a thing. Yes, I've gotten tattooed since. Sure. I've also made it known when I went to the artist and I explained the idea. She looked at me and said, "Do you want it?" And I said, "Honestly, no, but it's a bet." And she goes, "Well, if you don't want it, I'm not." Well, that's why we it. need we need to go get now, it in, like some random place now. This is where I'm going to throw shade at both of you a tiny bit. Sure. Okay. If you're not going to enforce it, I'm not going to do it. I'll get it eventually. I want to enforce. I've been wanting to enforce but, it. But, I, you just said you couldn't get one. I said, want a Saturday? Hey, Saturday, are you coming over to watch a Connor fight, Josh? Or are you working? Uh, Please probably, come over. I'm probably working, but uh, can you come by after? Because it's going to be late. Yeah. It's, no, it's, it's a full-on pay-per-view. Why don't you come over early on Saturday, and we'll go to Johnny Ego and get the ear tattoo? It, well, it, are they going to allow all three of us at the same time? They might allow. Maybe no. I, I'm, that's a genuine no, question. Yeah, no, usually it's just, it's, it's just yeah. the guy okay, getting tattooed. How about you can you take I, shitty videos from the outside, like flipping? Oh, you oh, because they're, vid- they're, they're they're front window. It's is, like uh, how oh, it's only one way. How about you? You go before you come and hang out. Get it done. Okay. I'll, call, I'll call them and set it up for you on Saturday. All right. Well, you got to pay for it because I'm fucking broke right now. All right. Well, five, dude, your tattoo is like 80 bucks. I'll pay for a fucking your tattoo. <laughs> I, got, I got a lot of bills, though. I don't know. I'm saying I'll pay for it. I, I will gladly pay for it because I wanted it at this point. And, and, and I feel bad because I, I almost I, went and got it. Because I don't want people to think I'm welching because no, that's the furthest I, thing from the truth. I, and we've never said once that we yeah, think well, you're welching. I, you I even let off. No, I didn't. We were I teasing the silly goose. With, I know Just, COVID's been going on. Yes. Well, um, no, listen, I know COVID's been part of the problem, but so, I mean, you could have done it. So, <laughs> big fight on Saturday, Connor and uh, Poirier. Super hyped for it. I actually, you know, you know, I I didn't watch the Max fight you told me oh about. I'm gonna watch that. God, tonight. dude. I know, I missed that. Holy shit! That whole card was wild. So I, 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 I saw the uh, I saw the end of it where Max kind of went like Super Saiyan on him. Dude, like, he was doing that shit. Mo- he landed the most significant strikes in one fight in UFC history. Two hundred and seven or something. He also, I'm worried about him long term. He's getting beat up bad. Uh, yeah, he's he's taken in each of his last like six fights. Fights, over a hundred strikes in each fight to the head. Yeah. I mean, he's got a sick chin, but that shit. Max, that, Max gets his ass kicked. Uh, man. I, I should send it to you, Taylor. But um, I think it was uh, I gotta remember which uh, MMA website did it, but they did a story on one of the OG legends of like the boom of the UFC, Spencer the King Fisher. Yes. Um, who had some of the best fights ever with Sam Stout, but uh, an article about what's going on with him now with CTE. It really actually, I've 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 met Spencer at like a few different events, and sure. he's done seminars. I sent him a message. I was like, "Dude, I'm rooting for you. Like, I'll send it to you because it's and the way Dana White treated him is fucking horrific. The dude that fought like 19 times for the UFC. How they don't have like a thing set up for if you like well, it's the same t- thing with the NFL when shit was happening. But like they have that. a they, yes, they were hiding it, but they still had a pension system which the UFC doesn't. Right. Well, aren't they all technically independent contractors? Technically, or but that, if they go like fight some, if they go fight somewhere else, they they get in trouble. They get right. they can't fight anywhere else but there should be like a tier like if you fight in the ufc four times we'll cover x amount of medical bills it, it should be an insurance policy like like when i when I'll i send, like when i go to my auto insurance it's like when you like if you get into an 
an accident, it's 50 yeah. over 150 it's, or whatever Like, it if is. you fought in the UFC more than 15 times, they should be taking care of any long-term damage you have. And they, Dana White you, goes... You, you should get, a, like, a 60 to 70% pension. For I would think so. The, I think the, that would be multi, more than fair. You just, you just hold the company for $5 billion, and Dana White goes, well, you know, uh, there's a risk that guys like them and me no, get when we sign up for this. You did boxer size, dude. Shut the fuck up. Boxers you don't got no CTE, you fucking bald jerk-off. All right, guys. This is episode 136. Yeah, one, no, 135. 135. Because 134 was the 100. Then we were gone three yes. weeks. Did the, the PS5 episode, Best of 2020. That's right. Then your the lost, lost episode. episode. All right, so this is episode 135. You watch, I listen. Happy New Year. Thank you for the birthday trivia. Hopefully, we'll get Growhow in here soon. Um, but he's, he's too fine. busy supporting the network. We'll see you guys next week. Later. Later. Oh. Are you playing this